Hey! It's a wonderful kind of day. You're listening to the Detox Podcast, and this is your host, Joe Shaw. Yes! You're listening to another episode of the Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and we are back. Thank you for indulging me as we were on a bit of a break and a hiatus. I was taking the holidays, taking the end of the year, just taking some time for myself to rest and recover and plan for a wonderful 2022 season. And what better way to kick things off than with the author and illustrator of Arthur, Mark Brown. I'm very excited for you to listen to this interview. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, but I do want to go ahead and let you know of a few sponsors on the show today. Yes, that's right. It's a new day and a new year. Same great sponsors. So first, Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on Nostalgia Overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane and a chance to reclaim what was once yours but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. And this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Snuffy. Snuffy is a clothing brand about empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% of profit goes to LGBTQ plus organizations led by trans people of color. Shop online now at snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y dot C-O. The owner and operator of Snuffy is great friend of the podcast, Nick Silvestri, who designed the Detox Podcast logos. So if you like it, you want to go support him, go check it out, snuffy.co. All right. Uh, without any further ado, uh, up next is my interview with Mark Brown. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. It is a wonderful kind of day. Hey, I am here with Mark Brown himself. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> Fun I, to be with you, Joe. I am very excited. We were chatting a little bit before we got started about how uh, how much I value Arthur as an important part of my own life and my own children's lives, my wife's life. I mean, it literally has been uh, so impactful across the globe, spanning generations. And we're going to get into that, and we're also going to talk about believe in yourself. What we learned from Arthur. We're going to dig into that as well. We've got several questions about that, um, but. First, let me let me start us off this way. So, so Mark, here at the Detox Podcast, we invite listeners to quote unquote detox from the life around them for just about an hour. Or so, get a window into how other people live their lives. And so, what I want to ask you, Mark, is what have you been currently detoxing from? Uh, well, I'm trying to detox from Washington, and I'm yeah. trying to detox from the news. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I, I'm enjoying every day coming out to my studio. I'm working on a new book with R.L. Stein. Oh, and you're probably a- asking yourself, how did that happen? Yes, I am. That's a you know what? Let's get into that. How did that happen? Okay. It started on Air Force One. I oh. have your attention. Yes. I, we were flying to Moscow with Laura Bush. And uh, we were both invited to go over there and represent America at the first Russian Children's Book Festival that uh, then Mrs. Putin uh, was trying to replicate from what Laura Bush was doing. Sure. And 
so we got to spend some time together. And at one point I said to him, Bob, have you ever thought about doing a picture book? And he said, uh, no. And I said, well, maybe we could collaborate on something. He said, Mark, why would you want to do that? You have a perfectly good reputation. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the third uh, picture book that we've done together. Uh, and uh, I'm working in a different medium, collage, which is very time consuming, uh, but I really love it and having a good time. <laughs> that is awesome. Both R.L. Stein and Mark Brown. I don't know how I missed this, but you said this is the third, the third yeah. book. Okay. Well, I got to immediately grab the first two because this is incredible. The first one is called Little Shop of Monsters. And it's currently being considered as a, a television series. So we'll see what happens there. That is fantastic. So many folks I know uh, in my generation, for sure, not only consumed Arthur, both the TV show and books, but also Goosebumps ad nauseum, both sure. the TV show and the books. And so just having the worlds collide, that's incredible. That is <laughs> that is the the the. The crossover I didn't know I needed, but yet absolutely <laughs> needed in my life. So that is fantastic. Um, I want to know, um, so we're talking about books and, and we're talking about Arthur for sure. So uh, okay. let, let's spend a bit of time talking about Believe in Yourself, what we learned from Arthur, which is coming up uh, and is releasing soon. Um, why this particular book and why was now the right time for it? Well, um, it it happened um, when I thought about this year uh, that we're beginning. Mm. It is the anniversary of 45 years of Arthur Books, 25 years of the television show. I mean, I never, ever believed that the show could last more than two years. I thought, what did I know about television? I'm sure. jumping into this world that I'm unprepared for. So I wanted to do something to celebrate. And, you know, one of the hardest parts of moving to television for me was sharing my characters and my ideas with other creative people. Right. Uh, and once I talked to myself about, uh, you know, this was such a wonderful opportunity to work with all these creative people uh, so why not share these characters and, right. you know, loosen up. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so that's how the book began. And, you know, I, I, I went back and reread Arthur's Nose, the very first mm -hmm. book uh, that I did in 1976. And the book ends with the sentence, there's a lot more to Arthur than his nose. <laughs> and wow, did I not realize how true that would become. Right. The amazing adventures that I've had because of Arthur. And it's, I, I, I like that you talked about the, there's more to Arthur than his nose, because I think one of the great parts about this book, you've got several different lessons within here, you know, believe in working together to make things better. 
So mm-hmm. you, you have different lessons for people of all ages to take from the book and then specific examples from the world of Arthur on how mm-hmm. these characters have leaned into these principles. I mean, there's a, there's a, a, a moment where uh, uh, Binky is uh, shielding Arthur when he splits his pants because he's been there yeah. before. He's had that embarrassing moment and he wants to help Arthur and wow. and and you know when um, kids aren't afraid to speak their minds and they recognize that doing things better doing things together is better than doing things alone yeah. and so they share the birthday party and so there's lots of great moments and as I was reading through the book I was having flashbacks to both reading the books consuming the TV show these these moments and not only was there a nostalgia factor for sure but there was also a moment of remembering why these stories resonated with me so much then and continue to resonate now. I think there's a there's a continual universal truth contained in these stories. So I would like to ask you about, um, you know, as we, at, we talked about the 45 years of the book, the 25 years of the TV series, how have you continued to see those universal truths in Arthur resonate in, in new generations year over year? I think the the stories that are in the books and the television show, they come from real life. And I think that's why they resonate. All of my characters were real people that I knew growing up. And I think that's another component that makes them believable because I know them so well. Um, and, you know, kids ask me, where do your ideas come from? And it, it's simple. Every day around us, there are wonderful ideas to think about and to play with as an author. And, you know, that's what I encourage kids to do when I get a chance to talk with them at schools is, you know, just look around you. Every day there is a story in your life and you just have to find it. It's like this wonderful uh, scavenger hunt. And once you find that idea, have fun with it. And that's my job. I you talk about kids and so I I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question so my daughter is six about to be seven and she's an aspiring artist herself um, is a huge fan loves Arthur as I mentioned and so uh, wanted me to ask you a question and so she you talked about the the characters were from your own life and so that was one of her questions we've answered that already the other one was how did you come up with the idea to make them the animals that you made them Well, I used animals so that any child, no matter what their skin color, uh, could jump into this world of friends and relate to any one of them. Uh, And I think, uh, you know, that's important. Um, So that's that's where it started. And I, I think that, you know, I'm very aware of sexual stereotyping and I really want these characters to feel uh, relatable to kids. Uh, I get letters from kids asking for their phone numbers. (laughs) So I guess I'm doing a good job. (laughs) There was a, you talked about the phone number. I remember there was, um, it's in the book where you talked about that the, the phone number was your phone number in one of the stories. And so kids called asking for Arthur and what was I thinking in Arthur's Thanksgiving? (laughs) I put our own phone number on the black on the bulletin board. Call Arthur at 749-7978. And every Thanksgiving 
we would start to get the calls and they would be <laughs> relentless. And when my wife, Lori, would answer the phone, she would say, hello. Um, and then she'd hear this little voice say, is Arthur there? And her, her response was the best. No, I'm sorry. He's at the library. <laughs> Good, huh? <laughs> That's excellent. Because we're continuing the magic and we are encouraging kids to continue to read and to continue to learn. It's perfect. It's brilliant. It's absolutely I don't know that I would have been as clever as to think up something like that. On Well, on, she's on, a Harvard on. girl. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to I ask you as well about um, as we are... Um, as we're, how do I want to word this? As we're in a, as we see ourselves in almost a, 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 increasingly, it becomes an increasingly fraught, tense, divided time at times as we see in the world around us. And we're looking for ways to, to bring folks together and to, and to have that communal bond. Um, and it seems to be difficult at times. I want to know how, how can we continue to use uh, mediums like Arthur to to bring folks together? Um, and we talk a lot. You talked a lot about, um, uh, or somewhat about representation, and for kids to see themselves in the characters. And so, one thing that I know really resonated within my own immediate community was the story when Mr. Ratburn got married. And so, seeing that brought a lot of discussions and conversations that that definitely happened in one aspect of my my friend circle, and probably wouldn't have happened in another. But it brought a lot of people together from the shared experience. So, yeah. so how do you envision? maybe Arthur and other media in, in the same vein as Arthur, bringing folks together for those formative conversations? Well, I think the most important uh, place to start is within our own families. Mm. And I know I, I see books and television programs as an opportunity to share your values with a child. Right. You know, when you're sitting there reading a book, you can stop when there's something that bothers you and you want to talk about that with your child. And, and, you know, it's the same way with television shows. They're not, we're, we don't agree with everything we see. And I mean, we, we, as parents, we try to be as careful as we can to choose what we want, but um, it, it's just, sometimes we, we get surprises. <laughs> right. uh, you know, we have to, talk about those with our kids and share our own values. Uh, and, you know, what, who comes to mind with that question is Fred Rogers, who was a good friend. And he always said, look for the helpers. Yes. And that's what I'm doing right now in yes. the world around me is looking for the helpers and trying to be one in my own, whatever way I can. Yes. That's incredible advice because I think it it does become easy to get into uh, a very divisive language and conversations. But looking for the helpers, trying to yeah. be a helper, that brings us back to um, you know recognizing that we're all people and we all have different things we care about and hopes and fears and dreams. But if we are able to help each other, then th then we're doing the work to contribute to making that more inclusive world and space. Absolutely. That's, oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, now I want to ask about um, at the end of the book. So you, 
referenced a speech that you had at a graduation and, and the lessons mm-hmm. that you gave. And so there, there were five of those lessons uh, or five of those principles, I should say, rather. And um, so I'm going to if uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to read them off. And um, uh, the what you learn from Arthur, number one, expect detours Two, be assertive. Three, be nice. Uh, four. I don't know why I said five. There's nine here. I think I. Oh, that is a nine. Can't read my own handwriting. There we go. Before, accept help and offer it too. Five, know your business, know who you are. Six, always tell the truth. Seven, life is a process. Eight, no matter how hard we plan, destiny takes over. And nine, true success is doing what you love to do. So I want to ask you, when, okay. you were, when you were asked to give this speech, how did you get from the, the, the ask to the nine principles you were going to instill in these graduates? Uh how did I get there? Um, well, I, I spent a good deal of time thinking about this. Um, and, you know, um, it, it was a, a, a talk that um, I, I really wasn't ready for. And it was my, my youngest son, Eli, who said, you know, Dad, these kids are going out to the world and they need some help. You know, you know try to be helpful to them. And so that's how it originated. Um, let's see, what, what else do I want to say about this? Um, I'm, I'm afraid I'm missing something that oh. I feel okay. is important. No, here. it's okay. No. So, so on the book, one thing that I do want to call it, since we are talking about believing in yourself, you've got over, so was it 60 pieces of new original art within the book, if I'm remembering yeah. that correctly? And so one thing that I noticed um, that I thought was very special. So not only do you have um, some pieces in here from that are lifted from uh, specific books that I remember. So like Arthur's Christmas as an example, that's one that we've read a million times. And so I'm very familiar with it. But then you've also My got condolences. <laughs> we've also got art, you know, such as like from the specific TV episodes and it's, yeah. and it's drawn in your, in your style as opposed to being lifted and, oh, from the TV show. Yeah. How satisfying was that? Right. I mean, it bothers me that other people are drawing my characters, the animators, <laughs> This was an opportunity to kind of bring the two yes. together. And that was so satisfying. And, and the illustration that you just cited, Inside Buster's Lungs. Yes. It's a, it's a great example of what I discovered about telling stories with animation. I could go places I couldn't go in a picture book. And, you know, not a lot of publishers want to do a picture book about asthma. Right. But with 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 animation, we could bring uh, Buster's friends inside his lungs. He could explain to his friends what it felt like to have asthma and what the you know what the troubles were that he had to face and deal with. Or Muffy when she had head lice. Yes. How many books about <laughs> for children picture books about head lice? Not that many. <laughs> you know, or uh, um, a grown up with cancer or yes. Alzheimer's, yes. you know, we've, we've tackled some tough subjects that a lot of um, people wouldn't necessarily tackle on television for kids. Yes. And it, you know, the, the cancer one was really good because it referenced the fact that um, uh, I'm forgetting uh, the exact wording, but it was something to the, along the lines of it's okay 
to be scared and and yeah. and nervous and that's normal and that's a yeah. part of life and this is why it's important to to see the individuals with cancer to see the individuals that aren't feeling well this is what they are able to get from us this is what yeah. we are able to get from them and it was it was handled in such a way that i think i think in pre in prior generations i'm even thinking of like when i grew up and advice that was given to me of like you know, it doesn't matter how you feel. You need to show up. You need to do this. This is what you need to do. And and always kind of feeling weird about it. But it, it's the acknowledgement. That's where I was going. The acknowledgement of the emotions and the feelings, which allows the children to feel seen and heard. And it yeah. empowers them to be a lot more emotionally mature and to have those conversations. And when we when we tamp that down by just telling kids, well, just follow the rules or just do this, then they lose a bit of themselves. So I that episode in and of itself and then recreating, lifting that scene and adding it into the book was huge. And, and, mm -hmm. and yes, to your point, Arthur covered so many tough topics like that, uh, uh, has continued to over the course of the show. And kids need to know that feelings are just feelings. Right. And, and you know, they shouldn't get in our way, but we need to talk about them. We need to acknowledge them and, sh and share them with people so they don't get in the way. Right. Absolutely. I know one last moment, one last question that I had um, <laughs> within the book for sure is about <laughs> is, was there one specific uh, scene that you drew from the TV show, we talked about the 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 episode. We talked about the the episode dealing with cancer, the episode dealing with with going inside the lungs and and looking at asthma. Was there a specific scene that you had a lot of fun bringing from the TV show into the book that we haven't covered yet? Uh, that we haven't covered yet. <clears throat> well, you know, um, I, the thing that comes to mind right away. I don't know why was the Halloween scene. Oh yes, from Arthur's Halloween where. They think that this elderly woman in the neighborhood is a witch. And that came from my own childhood. There was this spooky house across the street and we all thought that a witch lived there. And once we got to know her, she was so sweet. And my sister and I started working odd jobs on Saturdays at her house. And, uh, and she turned out just to be one of the most wonderful people in, in my childhood. Uh, and she knew some other wonderful people, a woman named Jenny Wren Oyster. How's that for a name? Isn't that, that great? Is a great name. <laughs> and she took us with Jenny Wren Oyster to the cemetery for picnics. And she would leave cookies on her husband's grave. And Jenny Wren Oyster would leave the Wall Street Journal on her husband's grave. <laughs> it's a strange neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, this book is absolutely fantastic. I got to ask you an, an, an one more Arthur question before we move on to the next uh, segment. Um, what is your... I know I, I've heard you reference before that DW is your favorite character, but I want to know, is there a specific favorite moment of DW's that, that is, that always tickles you, always gets you? It's that episode uh, called copycat, I think. And oh. she dresses like Arthur and yes. she just drives him crazy, which is such a kid like thing. I did it to my sisters all the time. <laughs> and I, I just love writing for her and getting in her head 
She is so funny and she's <laughs> such a strong character. She's a combination of my three younger sisters. Uh, you know, they're all just great, strong female characters that are funny and we get together and, uh, you know, it's always hilarious. So that's where DW comes from. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Well, we are going to pivot now before we wrap up, we're going to pivot to the segment. We're going to pivot. We're going to pivot. We're going to pivot to the segment called things to check out. So it's a segment All where right. I uh, provide a recommendation to my listeners of something I'm reading, something I'm watching or something I'm listening to. And I invite my guests to, to share something as well. So uh, number one thing that folks need to check out if they haven't already checked it out, uh, Arthur, the TV show, you got that on PBS. You got 25 years of it. Arthur, the book series, it should be everywhere you want to be. And then also believe in yourself what we learned from Arthur as we mentioned it's got 60 pieces of over 60 pieces of original art he's list, lifted art from the TV show and recreated them uh, in the book in his own signature style as well as different life lessons that kids of all ages, zero to 99, zero to 150, whatever, will be able to get something from. So those are the main things that you should have already been checking out. Um, Along those same lines of, of kids' materials that uh, will empower you um, and were uh, formative either for myself or for my kids, uh, right now my kids and I are watching this TV show, uh, in addition to Arthur, a TV show on Disney uh, called Bluey. So it's about... An, oh, I love yeah, it. It's so good. So, oh, it is. Oh, it's so great. It's an Australian family of healer dogs. Um, yeah. Seven minutes long. You can get it on Disney or Disney+. Plus. Recommend that. Um, and then I also recommend, um, as I was reading through the different Arthur books, I was reminded of my time reading the, the Hank the Cowdog book series and listening to those audiobooks. So I enjoyed those as well. So those are my things to yeah. check out. Um, Mark, are, who are you reading? Who are you listening to? Who are you watching? Any recommendations? Um, I just finished watching Succession. Oh, yes. Uh, which I thought was incredibly well written and well acted. Um, uh, and I'm not usually... You know, I've been mourning a good TV series since The Sopranos ended. Yes. But um, that is wonderful. Um, I've just reread for the second time um, David McCullough's biography of John Adams, Ooh. which is wonderful. If you haven't read that, I'm a real biography fan. Um, and I am working on a new television series um, about a little frog named Hop whose one leg is shorter than the other and his friends, they live in a world without adults. And it's a show about friendship and kindness and the power of friendship. And uh, I'm having a great time with that. It's for younger kids than Arthur. So I can be a lot sillier. <laughs> I feel like I'm on parole a little bit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm having, a, I'm working with my son, Tolan who has heard the first Arthur as a bedtime story. He's been a producer on the show for 23 years. And, um, and our head writer, Peter Hirsch, the three of us are collaborating on this new series. So, you know, authors and illustrators never retire. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Well, those are your things to check out. Um, Mark, uh, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to on social media, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, I, I protest uh, fa Facebook, and so I, I have left them. And um, I don't tweet, um, but I do enthusiastically uh, post photographs 
and information on Instagram at markbrown333. And I'd love for people to join me there. I, I post a lot of kids' art. I, you know, I've been collecting it. I, did you notice the end papers of the book? Yes. It's, uh, it, I just happen to have it here. I've been collecting oh, yes. the drawings so that kids send me for 35 years. I have drawers here full of their art, and I love it. And uh, this that's the first thing I thought of when I, I, I had the opportunity to do this book. The end papers are going to be done by kids. I love it. Uh, so anyway, that's one of my joys. I, I love children's art. That is fantastic. Well, uh, listeners, uh, you need to go and pick up uh, Believe in Yourself, What We Learned from Arthur. Um, I think I could, uh, if I was in Arthur's world, I'd probably be like a bear something like that. I'm just envisioning myself now. So Joe the Bear, perhaps, almost like smoking. Imagine a job where you turn <laughs> your guest stars into animals. That's got to be fantastic. Matt Damon didn't know what hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark. This has been an absolute yes, delight. I really appreciate it. That was sure. great. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, listeners, you've been detoxing with detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.